Listener Production. The Dow Jones closes lower Wednesday as stocks comeback attempt fails. And the Australian share market expected to open lower ahead of key retail spending figures. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. Good morning. It's Thursday, September the 28th. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, what a night. US share markets really did struggle for direction, particularly in afternoon trade. The 30-stock Dow Jones index eventually closed down by 68 points or 0.2%. We did see the US share market, the Dow Jones, up by as much as 112 points at its session highs, and then it fell as much as 312 points at its session low. So it was a topsy-turvy evening. The S&P 500 index closed broadly flat. It was up by just one point, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ index rose by 29 points or 0.2%. Interestingly, Craig, we saw the Dow Jones index drift lower, falling below its 200-day moving average. And that's usually a technical Mm, signal that suggests mm. the index has become oversold. So perhaps that's why we did see a bit of a rebound during the afternoon session. Yeah, I suppose it has to be backed up by some fundamentals. Now, uh, we've still got the government shutdown and the concern about that. Um, uh, the economic data last night wasn't bad. Uh, durable good orders was up by 0.2%. Uh, uh, they had been expecting you know, sort of fall. Non-defence was up by the order of 9 tenths of 1%. So, so it shows the US economy is, is certainly hanging in there. But um, if we look at the, the sectors, um, uh, energy led the way up 2.5% overnight. Utilities down 1.9%. Five out of the 11 sectors in the uh, US market were higher. So it's very much a mixed picture. Certainly a lot of news last night. So you talked about the US government shutdown. So where we're at there is Republican US House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Wednesday rejected a stopgap funding bill advancing in the Senate, bringing Washington closer to its fourth partial shutdown of the US government in a decade with just four days to go. So what that would mean, Craig, as we talked about yesterday, it could lead to the furlough of hundreds of thousands of federal workers the suspension of a range of government services, including economic data. So that's going to really complicate (laughs) the outlook for the US Federal Reserve as it tries to navigate what's going on with the US economy at the moment. We could see certainly next week some of the labour market data delayed, also Mm. inflation data, all key components as these Federal Reserve officials attempt to grapple with what's going on in the US economy at the moment. And investors at this fundamental time uh, trying to make sense about yes, where the economy is going, so it doesn't help there. And and of course, Moody's is warning yes, that you go into a, a shutdown and uh, your credit rating is likely to be downgraded. So. And on top of that, it risks up to 1.9 billion US dollars a day in lost or delayed revenue. And of course, at the same time, we've got the auto workers strike dragging on. So both these issues are weighing on sentiment for risk and investors generally at the moment. But one part of the share market that's going gangbusters, as you mentioned, is the energy sector. As you said, shares were up 2.5%. We saw Marathon All shares surge 4.2%. So what's happening there, Craig? We've got the Brent crude oil price hitting $97 US overnight. We saw the US NYMEX price hit 94 bucks a barrel last night, so broadly up 3% overnight. And that's supporting energy shares at the moment. Yes, uh, we're seeing energy you know, sort of particularly strong. And it's interesting, you know, so when I get around the, uh, the places and you know, sort of talk to uh, some of our customers, they say, how is the Russian economy going? You clearly, you know, sort of given the, the war at the moment you know, sort of, and, and, and embargoes and things like that of, of Russia, clearly you know, sort of must be struggling. Well, we had a, an interesting you know, sort of mix of Russian 
economic figures. Unemployment rate in Russia is 3%. Is that right? The real wage is rising at a 9.2% annual pace. Wow. So the, the average punters out there are doing okay. Industrial production was up 5.4% in the latest month. They were looking at 4.3%. Retail spending up in the order of 11%. They were looking at 10%. And GDP is growing at a 5.2% annual rate. So Russia doesn't look as though it's hurting and it doesn't look as though it's going to change its um, policies anytime soon. What we did see with all last night was a broadly a 3% gain. We saw the Brent price settle at 96.55 US dollars a barrel and the US NYMEX price at 93.68 US dollars a barrel. The Brent price is the highest since November 2022 and the NYMEX price is the highest since August 2022. And the reason for this is that US crude stocks mm. fell by 2.2 million barrels last week to 416.3 million barrels and that exceeded a 320,000 barrel drop analysts had estimated. And we've got crude stocks in Cushing, Oklahoma. That's a massive storage hub and delivery mm. point for US crude futures. That fell by 943,000 barrels last week to just 22 million barrels, the lowest since July 2022. So what this all suggests is we've got production cuts by OPEC, including Russia at the moment, but also we're seeing inventories in the US being run down. So that's behind the oil price lift. Now, if we look at some of the company news in the United States overnight, Craig, one that stood out was Costco, mm. which shares are up 1.9% after the retailer top market estimates for quarterly revenue and profit. So that's a fairly positive sign for retail spending in the US, despite some concerns about rising interest rates and cost of living pressures. Well, they did note that there was higher store traffic and uh, there was an 8% increase in memberships compared with the year, year ago. So Costco, you know, sort of certainly seeming as though the it's doing okay. And of course, if Costco is doing okay, that means the US consumer is doing okay. And of course, if you've got a job, yeah, you've got, had some wage increases, then you're, you're more likely to spend. And let's not forget Meta Platforms last night. We did see it announce a new Quest 3 VR headset. Yes. And that competition with Apple is at the forefront. But we did see Meta Platforms shares down by 0.4% and Apple shares were a big drag on the market. They were down by 0.9% overnight. What about Europe, Craig? What did you see there? The UK market was down by 4 tenths of 1%. German market down by 3 tenths of 1%. And and the FTSE Euro first index down the order of one-tenth, one percent. Uh, fifth day of falls in terms of the uh, European uh, markets. Uh, one of the weights there was in terms of Dutch insurers. The NN Group was down by 18.8%. Uh, ASR was down by 14.2%. The prospect of large compensation payouts in the dispute over investment link pro- products. So certainly, yes, that was a bit of a, a drag on the overall proceedings. Jefferies also downgraded um, UK landlords. Yes, that, that was a huge development. So that really did weigh on the UK FTSE 100 index. So if you look at European shares last night, European real estate shares, they were the biggest drag. Typically what we see with the real estate shares is they respond to news about interest rates. But of course, what we heard last night was that Jefferies, as you're about to mention, the broker downgraded several British landlords saying London's embattled office market is in a rental recession as empty workspace across the West End City and Canary Wharf business hubs hit a 30-year high. So we saw real estate shares in Europe down 2%, the worst performer, and shares of land securities, British Land and Derwent, London fell between 34 and 4.3%. So that really was the biggest drag on European markets overnight. Now, turning our attention to the Aussie dollar, Craig. US dollar remains strong. So the US dollar you know, sort of still you know, pushing its way higher. 
the the euro is weaker, the Japanese yen is weaker, weaker, the Australian dollar is weaker. Sixty three point five three cents or thereabouts. You know, so that's where it is at the moment. So solidly below sixty four cents, and um, um, and uh, the expectation is that the U.S. Federal Reserve could still do more in terms of lifting interest rates. Uh, the Bank of England's ha- had a, p- a pause. Europe used you know, to suggest that um, interest rates may be you know, sort of a pause there. Uh, so the U.S. Um, economy, I suppose, when you compare it with the European economy, is is doing you know, sort of well. Well, certainly the U.S. dollar index hit a 10-month high, mm. and the part of the reason for that is we saw the U.S. 10-year and 2-year government bond yields, or the treasuries, sell off again last night. So the 10-year was up by 6 basis points to 4.61%, and the 2-year was up by 6 basis points to 5.14%. So the 10-year is broadly at 16-year highs at the moment, and of course, we heard from Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari he said it's not clear yet whether the U.S. central bank has finished raising rates amid ample evidence of ongoing economic strength. So that supported the U.S. dollar. That pushed the Aussie dollar down. It fell to its lowest level since November last year. We did see the iron ore price slip a little bit last night as well. It's down 0.1% to 120.84 U.S. dollars a tonne. And that followed a large drop in Chinese industrial profits in the first eight months of the year. So that was a little bit of a weight on the Aussie dollar, but uh, commodities were a little bit mixed overnight. We saw gold futures down by 1.5% to 80.90.90 US dollars an ounce, under pressure from the lift in US market interest rates, but also copper futures did edge higher by 0.1%, hovering near a four-month low on news that the chairman of property developer China Evergrande Group was under police surveillance, according to Bloomberg News. So the travails in the property sector in China continue, Craig. Yeah, as you mentioned, copper was up by one-tenth of one percent or copper futures. Aluminium was up by you know, 0.2%. In terms of um, uh, commodities, a bit of a wash. You know, still higher um, oil prices and continue to march higher. The gold price, you know, so maybe a bit of a weight on, on our gold stocks today. The other side of the equation is that the Aussie dollar is weaker. So, you know, so that, that will help our gold exporters. Now, turning our attention to our market today, we get data on retail trade, job vacancies and wealth. Bricksworks and Washington H. Sol Pattinson both release earnings. Imogene hosts an extraordinary general meeting and we have around 12 companies paying dividends, Craig. So starting with retail trade, what's your view there? Uh, well, we might get a slight, you know, sort of positive there. Um, the, the wealth will be interesting, you know, so the finance and wealth, you know, sort of publication. So we get to see how wealthy we all are. We don't feel wealthy, but, you know, so we'll get to see what the actual, you know, sort of figures are. And the job vacancies will be an interesting component in telling us, you know, in terms of the outlook for, for the um, Australian job market. Speaking of wealth, property prices have been lifting in the most recent mm. quarter, so that should be a support, but... Of course, the share market hasn't been as strong. So it will be an interesting day on the economic front. In terms of the dividends, isn't today the biggest day of dividend payments either this year or at least in the, the last few months? $17-odd billion is wow. going to be paid out. Uh, BHP, $6.3 billion. Um, We've got Fortescue in the order of the $3.1 billion. CBA, yes, around about yes, the $4 billion. So Telstra, yes, just under a billion. So all those dollars are going to be yes, sort of paid out and... Uh, um, I don't think people get checks in the mail anymore. Yes, they'll probably just have to look electronically yes, at their bank accounts to see whether they've been credited with the, the latest uh, dividends. Um, in terms of today in Australia, just quickly, we get an update from Brickworks and Washington H. Sol Pattinson with their earnings. Brickworks is a leading brickmaker in Australia and northeast of the United States. Not many people would probably know that, Craig. Mm-hmm. It also sells 
building products including pavers, roofing, cement, masonry and stone and specialised building systems. Its share price hit a new record high of $28.49 just a couple of weeks ago with investors expecting the builder and property development company to deliver a strong full-year result for financial year 2023 today. Its share price is up almost 16% year-to-date. It's easily outperforming the broader ASX 200 index. And the success of its partnership with Goodman Group has offset subdued performance from its building product segment. It's also supported by the fact that it owns 26% of Washington H. Salt Pattinson, which is also releasing results. So Pattinson is a defensive, diversified company with a strong portfolio. It's growing its dividend, and and certainly that relationship is providing strength to both companies. That ends our podcast for today, Craig. Thanks for your time. Thanks for filling in the last few days. Great man Thomas Petrosky is back from his Perth journey tomorrow morning. Craig, what's your tips for the AFL and NRL grand finals this weekend? Just Brisbane before. double. There Brisbane double. I'm a Queenslander, so... You're a good man. Thanks for that. (laughs) Hope everyone enjoys their Thursday. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.